Hi, this is Joel and Victoria. Thanks for listening to our podcast and thanks for supporting the ministry. If you enjoyed today's message, why don't you be a blessing and share it with a friend? We appreciate you and pray for God's very best in your life. Well, God bless you. It's always a joy to come into your homes and if you're ever in our area, I hope you'll stop by and be a part of one of our services. I promise you we'll make you feel right at home, but thanks so much for tuning in. I like to start with something funny each week and I heard about this young man. He was talking to God and he said, God, what's a million years like to you? God said, a million years to me is like one second to you. He said, well, God, what's a million dollars like to you? God said, a million dollars to me is like one penny to you. The young man thought about it and he finally got his nerve up and he said, God, can I have one of those pennies? God said, sure, just a second. (laughs) All right, hold up your Bible. Say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, God bless you. I wanna talk to you today about keeping the right perspective of your problems. Every person faces difficulties. Now, how we view these challenges is going to determine whether we enjoy life or we just endure it. And it's really not the size of the problem that's important, It's our perspective of that problem. It's how big or how small we make it in our own minds. You can have a huge problem, but if you know that God is in control and that he's working behind the scenes, because you have the right perspective, it won't get you down. But you can have even a small problem. And if you stay focused on it, you go around worried, thinking it's never gonna work out, because you have the wrong perspective, it'll end up stealing your joy. And David said in the Psalms, magnify the Lord with me. When we magnify something, we're not changing the actual size of the object. We're changing our perspective of that object. And David was saying, in effect, don't magnify your problems, magnify your God. When I face difficulties, the first thing I like to say is, God, you created the whole universe. You spoke the worlds into existence. You flung the stars into space. God, I know there's nothing too difficult for you. I'm actually not making God any bigger, but I'm making him bigger in my own mind. When you're in tough times, it's good to look back over your life and remember all the things that God has brought you through. Remember the times God made a way when you didn't see any way. Remember the times God protected you. Remember the doors God supernaturally opened. This is what they did back in Bible days. When they had an adversity, they'd say, God, we remember how you fed us out in the wilderness. We remember how you parted the Red Sea. We remember how you protected us from our enemies. Before they would ever even ask God for help, they would remind themselves of the greatness of God. We need to do the same thing. When I'm up against obstacles, I like to say, God, I remember how you healed my mother of cancer back in 1981. God, I remember how you gave us this facility supernaturally. God, I remember how you protected me on the highway one time when I lost control of my car and that 18-wheeler almost ran over me. 
If you'll remember all the times God has helped you, it'll build your faith. And you'll know if God did it for you in the past, he'll do it for you in the future. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment. Notice it says our adversity, our affliction is light. It may feel heavy. In our mind, it may be big. But if we're going to keep the right perspective, no matter what comes our way, no matter how impossible it looks, we have to remind ourselves this is just a light affliction. In other words, it's no big deal. I can handle it. God is still in control. You'll be amazed if you'll just keep telling yourself it's only light at how something so simple can help keep your faith built up. And in the natural, you may have a big obstacle in your path, something that looks like a stumbling block. But if you'll keep the right attitude, God will turn that stumbling block into a stepping stone. Instead of going down, you'll go up. God said you can run through a troop and leap over a wall. That tells me there's no obstacle that you can't overcome. It's not too much for you. The greatest force in the universe resides on the inside. We need to have the attitude, this adversity is not going to weigh me down. It's not going to sour my life. It's just a light affliction. But I know people, they do just the opposite. They make everything a big deal. If they stub their toe, they'll go the next three months complaining about it. If a family member offends them, you'd think it's World War III. No, start viewing your adversities, your disappointments, your setbacks, as God says they are, just light afflictions. Well, you say, Joel, I've got cancer or I'm going through a divorce or I just lost my job. I realize sometimes it can feel heavy. Sometimes it feels like the wind has been taken out of our sails. But if we can just really believe that God is in control, if we can believe that he's got us in the palm of his hand, deep down on the inside, no matter what comes against us, we'll be able to say it's just a light affliction. This is what the apostle Paul did. He's the one that wrote this passage. He'd been through all kinds of adversities. He had been shipwrecked several times, spent the night on the open seas. He'd been bitten by snakes, been beaten, thrown into prison, gone without food and shelter. Yet he said, it's only a light affliction. In other words, he was focused on what was right rather than what was wrong. He knew in the big picture that God was still in control. When we learn to downplay our adversities and we don't magnify everything that's wrong, that helps us to stay encouraged, keeps our faith built up. When we go around thinking, poor old me, man, I can't believe this has happened. It's so hard. I'll never get out of it. All that's doing is draining your strength, draining your energy. You need to start telling yourself every day, this adversity is no match for me. It's just a light affliction. You got to get the right perspective. And the truth is, it may be difficult, but realize some people would love to have your life. Some people would gladly trade places with you. I heard my brother Paul say, as you wander through life, wherever you go, keep your eye on the donut and not the hole. (laughs) It's easy to get focused on the hole. It's easy to get focused on what we don't have and how big our problems are and how it's never going to work out. No, change your perspective. It may be difficult, but the good news is you woke up this morning. You have air to breathe. God is still on the throne. 
He said he always causes you to triumph. Let's start viewing everything that comes against us as light afflictions. So your car broke down last week. Big deal. It's a light affliction. So a business partner cheated you out of some money. Let it go. It's a light affliction. Or maybe a spouse, a friend walked out of a relationship. I know that's kind of difficult, but God has something better in store. It's a light affliction. Get your joy back. Get your fire back. Your best days are not behind you. They're still out in front of you. The other day, I met this couple after the service and they were so happy and so excited about being here. We talked a little while and I noticed she had a wristband from one of the hospitals. I asked her if there was something I could pray about. and She told how she was taking chemotherapy for cancer. And we prayed and afterwards we talked some more and laughed. They were very good natured. And as they were walking off, she pointed at her husband and said, Joel, he's taking chemotherapy as well. I'll never forget what he said. He said, oh, it's no big deal. I'm not worried about it. I know it's all in God's hands. And I was so impressed with their attitude. They're doing just what we're talking about. When we view our adversities as light afflictions, it's showing God that we're really trusting him. But when we're worried, we're upset, we can't sleep at night, what we're really doing is magnifying our problems rather than magnifying our God. And you may have a major obstacle in your path. You're kind of thinking, Joel, how can I call this a light affliction? That'd be ridiculous. The only way you can call it light is when you compare it to the greatness of our God. When you realize God made your body, it's no big deal. You know he can correct whatever is wrong. You may be going through a major financial crisis, but if you can just realize God owns it all. He makes streets out of gold. That will keep your faith built up to where you know God can supply all of your needs. In the natural, it may look impossible. You may not see any way out, but if you can just remember that God stopped the sun for Joshua, God closed the mouths of lions for Daniel, parted the Red Sea for the children of Israel, if you'll dwell on those type things, you'll know God can make a way in your own life. You've got to recognize no matter what comes against you, God has you in the palm of his hand. He still has a great plan for your life. You may not understand why something has happened. It may not seem fair, but you've got to dig your heels in and say, God, I know you're still in control and I refuse to live my life defeated and depressed. I know my best days are still out in front of me. The scripture goes on to say, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, In other words, it's only temporary. It's not going to last forever. One of the most common lies that comes to our minds is it's never going to change. You're never going to get well. You're never going to be happy. You're never going to break that addiction. No, don't believe the never lies. When adversities come, instead of getting upset, our first response should be, this too shall pass. Didn't come to stay. It's only temporary. David put it this way though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He was saying, we're not going to stay there. We're coming through it. But if we're going to have the right perspective, we can't sit around thinking, oh man, this is never going to change. And I've been praying for three years about my child and I don't see how I could get out of debt. No, change your view. It's only temporary. God is working behind the scenes in your life right now. It's only a matter of time before you see things change in your favor. Well, you say, Joel, I had a family member that got sick and they prayed, they believed, but they didn't make it. They went to be with the Lord. 
But really, if you'll have a bigger perspective, it was temporary. They don't have that sickness anymore. They're free from any kind of pain, free from any kind of illness. I've made up my mind, I'm going to die in faith. I'm going to die believing that every challenge is light and every adversity is only temporary. When we do that, the scripture says that adversity is working for us an eternal weight of glory. That simply means that God's going to bring us out better off than we were before. And even though God says the affliction is light, he's going to deposit something heavy in us. Even though he says it's temporary, he's going to use it to make a lasting eternal difference. When we face tough times, no matter how we feel, no matter how impossible it looks, we need to remember these three things. This challenge is light. This challenge is temporary. And this challenge is going to take me to a new level. I found the size of your problem is an indication of the size of your future. If you have a big problem, there's a good chance that you've got a big future. And I know some of you are thinking, Joel, I must have a huge future. (laughs) One time, David was facing what looked like the greatest defeat of his life. His city had been burned down. His family had been kidnapped. His possessions were stolen. He and his 600 men wept until they could not weep anymore. But David had the right perspective. He knew that God was still in control and he knew that God was a God of restoration. So he got his men all fired up and they went back and attacked the enemy and they ended up getting their families back, getting their possessions back. The scripture says they recovered everything that had been stolen. And what's interesting is when it looked like it was the greatest defeat of David's life, in actuality, he was only 72 hours away from his greatest victory. Just 72 hours later, he was made king over all of Israel. David teaches us through this principle, the size of the problem is not as important as the size of the person. Let me ask you, how big are you? When adversities come, do you get all down and think, oh, this is never going to change. This is too much for me. Or do you do like David? You say, this thing is not going to defeat me. It may look bad, but God, I know you're still on the throne. I know you still got a plan. And I believe my greatest victory is coming my way. I know some of you today, you're in dark times. In the natural, you may not see how it could ever work out. Maybe somebody's done you wrong and your dreams have died. You've lost your enthusiasm for life. But if you can just get a new attitude, you don't know, like David, you could be just 72 hours away from your greatest victory. Why don't you get your fire back? Why don't you get a new perspective? God has you in the palm of his hand. David said in Psalm 112, when darkness overtakes the righteous, light will come bursting in. I like that. It's not going to come dribbling in. It's not going to just barely make it in. It's going to come bursting in. That means suddenly things are going to change. Suddenly you're going to get the break that you needed. Suddenly the situation will resolve. When we don't see anything happening, we have to remind ourselves, even though it's taken a long time, God, I know that you are at work. I know behind the scenes, you're arranging things in my favor and it's only a matter of time before they come bursting in. That's what the scripture says. God is effectually at work in those who believe. That means as long as you are believing, God is working. When you don't see anything happening, you go month after month or year after year, 
It's tempting to think that nothing is changing, but you need to remind yourself all through the day, right now, God is working in my life. Right now, God's working in my children. Right now, God's working in my health. Right now, God's working in my finances. Not tomorrow, not next week. Right now, God is arranging things in my favor. You may not see all God's been doing behind the scenes for a year or five years or 10 years, but all of a sudden at the right time, the situation will turn around. And it's easy to think, well, God did that for me right now. But the fact is God did that because all those weeks and all those months and all those years, you stayed in faith and kept believing. It may look like it suddenly happened, but it happened because you passed the test. You had a smile when you felt like being discouraged. You had a good report when you felt like complaining. You believed when you didn't have any reason to believe. Every day you pass the test, you are one day closer to seeing God turn it around. You remember how in the Old Testament, one time Moses sent 12 men to spy out the promised land. After 40 days, 10 men came back and said, Moses, we don't have a chance. There are giants in the land. The other two spies, Joshua and Caleb, they came back with a different report. They said, yes, Moses, the people are big, but we know our God is bigger. We are well able to take the land. Let us go in at once. Isn't it interesting? Both groups saw the same giants. They both saw the same situation. The only difference was their perspective. One group was focused on the size of their God. The other group was focused on the size of their enemies. There were approximately 2 million people that day camped next door to the promised land. But the only two people that ever eventually made it into the promised land from that group were Joshua and Caleb. Could it be that our own wrong perspective is keeping us from our promised land? When we view our challenges as impossible, And we go around thinking, I'm never going to get out of debt, never going to accomplish my goals, never be free from this addiction. Then just like them, our own wrong perspective is going to keep us from becoming everything God's created us to be. But I believe today I'm looking at a bunch of Joshua's and Caleb's. I'm looking at people who know you are victors and not victims. People that know you and God are a majority. If God be for you, who dare be against you? Don't go around looking at the size of your giants, go around looking at the size of your God. You may not feel like much of a conqueror today, but you've got to put your shoulders back, rise up in faith and start acting like it, start talking like it and start thinking like it. The battle is taking place in our minds. If we're defeated in our thought life and we don't think we can overcome and we don't think we have what it takes, we've already lost the battle. We've got to change our thinking. The wrong perspective is I'll never break this addiction, Joel. I've had it for 20 years. I'll never change. The right perspective is I'm already free. Every enemy in my life has already been defeated. I'm going to rise up and start walking it out. You may have to do that for a year or five years or even 10 years, but every day you need to remind yourself, I am free. This addiction does not control me and whom the sun sets free is free indeed. You got to get the right perspective. Not that you're going to be free one day, but you're already free. It's just a matter of time before it manifests. You may feel like these people, that there are giants in your land, a giant of sickness, a giant of debt, a giant of marital problems. 
you need to do like David did when he faced Goliath. Look that giant in the eye and say, you will not defeat me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's coming against me. You may be big, but I know my God is bigger. When we have the right perspective, faith rises in our hearts. And faith is what activates God's power. So many people go around thinking, just defeated and depressed. Then Joel, you don't know my problems. You don't know what I'm up against. No, I may not know that, but I do know our God. And he said, all things are possible when we believe. He says he always causes you to triumph. God never created us to drag around defeated and depressed, but it's not up to God. He's done all he's going to do. It's up to you and me. We have to have the right perspective. Second Corinthians 4, 18 says, we should not look at the things that are seen. They are only temporary. We should look at the things that are unseen. One translation says, the things that are seen are subject to change. That means every obstacle in your life right now is subject to change. Sometimes you need to get that checkbook out and just say, you are subject to change. Look at that child that won't do right. You are subject to change. Or maybe look at that boss that gets on your nerves. You are subject to change. It may be better to do that one underneath your breath. But if we're going to have the right perspective, we cannot stay focused on the natural. In the natural, it may not look like you're ever going to get well, but you have to look at the unseen and just say, God, you made my body. You breathed your life into me. And even though the medical report doesn't look good, God, I know you're a supernatural God. I just want to thank you that you're restoring health back unto me. In your finances, God in the natural, I don't see how I could ever accomplish my dreams. I don't see how I could ever get out of debt. But God, I know you're not limited by my job. You're not limited by my education. You already said I'm the head, not the tail. So Father, I just want to thank you. I'm coming into new seasons of increase, new seasons of favor, new seasons of promotion. When you talk like that and you think like that, you are creating the right perspective. Your problems are getting smaller and smaller and your God is getting bigger and bigger. That's what allows him to work. But it's so easy to lose perspective in life. Every one of us can look back and see how God has done great things in the past, see how God has protected us and supernaturally opened up doors. But sometimes when you're in the midst of the battle, your vision gets a little blurred and you start thinking, man, I'm never going to get out of this. And this is just never going to change. This is what happened to the prophet Elijah. He lost perspective. One day, 400 false prophets had come against him. And they decided to have a contest to see whose God was really real. And so they built this altar. They put wood on it. And whoever's God could bring fire to that wood would be the true God. And Elijah let the 400 other men go first. And so they prayed and prayed to their God. They made sacrifices, cut themselves, did all these things hour after hour, but no fire. Finally, Elijah got fed up with it. He said, it's my turn. So he went and poured water all over the altar, all over the wood. He wanted them to make sure they knew that it was his God. And when Elijah prayed, God sent fire down from heaven. And it not only consumed the altar, but those other 400 men were eventually killed. It was a great victory. Well, there was a lady that lived in that town by the name of Jezebel. 
And when she heard what had happened to her 400 false prophets, she was furious. And she sent word to Elijah saying, if I don't kill you myself by this time tomorrow, then may your God kill me. And it's so interesting. For some reason, Elijah got scared to death. He took off running and he ran and ran and ran, finally ended up hiding. And he was so discouraged, so afraid, so depressed. He said, God, I don't even want to live anymore. Just take me on home, God. I'm done. Think about it. He had just seen God bring down fire from heaven. He had just seen God supernaturally protect him from 400 men. Now he's allowing this one angry woman. There's a deeper message somewhere there. I'm not going there though. He allowed this one woman to cause him to want to give up and quit. What's my point? When you're dealing with an angry woman, it's going to take supernatural faith. My real point, my real point is Elijah lost his perspective. He had just seen God do a supernatural miracle, but somehow he started magnifying his problem rather than magnifying his God. He got so focused on that lady, so focused on that adversity, it consumed him. That's all he thought about. He started worrying. Before long, he allowed fear to come in. He was living depressed and defeated. I wonder how many times we do just what Elijah did. We've seen God do great things in our past. We've seen him bring us through tough times, but then we face an adversity and we think, man, this is never going to change. I'm never going to get out of this problem. Never going to defeat this enemy. It's just too big. No, change your perspective. The same God that brought you through last time is standing by your side, ready to bring you through this time. The same God that helped you overcome in the past, the same God that gave you favor has not lost his power. He's saying, if you'll get a new perspective and believe I'm in control, believe I'm bigger than that problem, believe that I'm working behind the scenes, then you will see God's favor, you will see his goodness, you will see his power once again, just like you've seen it in the past. Now I know every one of us has difficulties. We all have obstacles to overcome. My question is what kind of attitude do you have toward that adversity? Are you talking to God about how big your problems are? Or are you talking to your problems about how big your God is? Friends, have the right perspective. Your challenge is light, your challenge is temporary, and your challenge is going to take you to a higher level. Stay in faith. Everything that you're facing is subject to change. And even when the bottom falls out, you don't know, just like David, you may be just 72 hours away from your greatest victory. The good news is God is still on the throne. He still has us in the palm of his hand. He said, when you go through the flood, you will not drown. When you go through the rivers, you will not go under. He said, when you go through the fire, he'll bring you out without even having the smell of smoke. If you'll have the right perspective, just learn to magnify God and not your problems. He has promised he'll fight your battles for you. He'll turn every negative situation around and he'll bring you out with the victory every single time. If you receive it, can you say amen today? We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. 
I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's going to take you places that you've never dreamed of. Thank you for listening to the Joel Osteen Podcast. Help us continue to share the message of hope with those all over the world. Visit joelosteen.com slash give hope to give a gift today. Thanks so much for listening to today's message. I hope you'll subscribe so you can receive the latest podcast to keep you inspired all through the week. We're praying for you. I know God's best is still ahead. We'll see you next time.